0: Welcome to episode 63 of Monday State of Mind. My name is Michael Mazel and I am the Director of Alumni and Recovery Support Services for the Harmony Foundation all right as you heard me say in the first episode of july we are in juicy july for our juicy topic about the gifts of sobriety and what they can do for your state of mind i love this topic and i'm so excited also i mean let's be real i'm excited all the time i'm excited for our incredible guest today but before we dive in with this amazing guest I do want to say to everybody, if this is your first episode tuning into Monday State of Mind, go on back to episode one after you listen to this amazing, juicy episode and get to know me and the why behind Monday State of Mind a little bit better. Okay, so here we go. You all know that I don't introduce my guests. I let my guests introduce themselves. But before I let her introduce herself, herself, I have to give you a little backstory. So. This incredible human came into my life through treatment professionals of, of alumni services. And I actually just went out and visited their facility in Kentucky. And we are like disconnected. You know how you just like meet people and you're like, okay, we're gonna be effing connected for life. That is exactly how I felt when I met her. It was kismet. And our love for recovery is very parallel. And we both understand what recovery can do for us if we choose to make it a priority and also the gifts that happen for us, for our state of mind. She is such a peach, and I just, I just love her so much. And so, I'm gonna go ahead and let this amazing human introduce herself to the world. So, who do we have on
1: Monday State
0: of Mind?
1: Wow, what an introduction! Um, hey, you all. My name is Sarah Beth Caldwell, and I am the director of the alumni program at the Bridge to Recovery in Bowling Green, Kentucky. And it really is just an honor to be here, Michael. And thank you for the kind words.
0: You're kidding me, like the pleasure is all mine. So Sarah Beth, when I asked you to be on the podcast, right? To talk about the gifts of sobriety and our state of mind, what were some things that, that came up for you when I asked you like, about this topic, what it's done for you? Give it to us.
1: Okay, and I'm supposed to be honest as possible, right?
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) Okay, just wondering. Well, my first thought was, oh, shit. That's pretty much where I was. And I was like, why in the world would she want somebody like me to answer some questions And then I got a little excited and I was like, oh my goodness, I could maybe help somebody else. It could reach out to that one person. And if I can just help that one person that were to click on her podcast and hear me, then it's so worth it. I'll be uncomfortable because if I'm uncomfortable, that means I'm doing something right. I love it. It's so true. (laughs) Your enthusiasm is just contagious. And that's what I love about you.
0: <laughs> oh, I love you. <laughs> Dude, well, you're going to help more than one person. So Sarah Bett, tell us, what are some of the gifts when you look back on your recovery journey and what has happened for you since getting sober? And I will preface this to let you know, in my first episode for July The one thing I talked about were the nine step promises, because for me, when I think about the gifts of recovery, that's where my head went. And the caveat is I get those promises if I continue to work for them. So I just want to ask you what has happened for
1: you? Oh, my goodness. It's so hard to really put into words, to be quite honest about it. I had no idea what I was getting myself into when I walked into the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous, honestly. I just didn't know what there was. And, you know, those ninth step promises, the thing in the beginning, what, eight something years ago, When I went to one of my first meetings, you know, I heard those promises and I only caught bits and pieces because I was definitely still healing at that point mentally as well. And I just grasped onto those financial insecurities. That's what I heard about. And so I was like, hey, when am I going to win the lottery? That's what that means for me. If I stay here, I'm going to win the lottery and I won't have to worry anymore. And then you stick around and you start hearing a lot more. But all of those have come true. In abundance for me and they continue to every day really but it's not about the money it's not about the stuff it's not about the things biggest gifts of sobriety really for me is getting to know the real sarah beth like that girl that didn't have to put anything into her body to make her mind altered and going back to her which for me, the first time I put a substance in me to change my thinking so I didn't have to feel, I was, what, 11, 12 years old? And so I get to go back there, and I get to start growing emotionally from there and getting to know her because I didn't know who I was, and it was so blurred. And I'm still in a process of getting to know the authentic real me, and that is such a gift that I get to do today. I get to do that. I get to work on myself. I get to be uncomfortable. I get to dig and figure out what I like. Like, what do I really like to do instead of what everybody around me likes to do or doesn't like. And I get to turn into this person that nobody else is like me and I'm authentic. And so that's one of the biggest gifts that I've gotten in sobriety.
0: And I told you guys, I told all of you listeners that listened to episode 62 that my guests were going to have completely different angles than me. And Sarah Beth, you brought a whole new avenue of the gifts. And I love that you said that you get to know the real Sarah Beth. You get to know me. You get to be reintroduced to yourself. And so I want to ask you, as you're in this process, getting to know you, getting to know what you like, what you don't like, what has that done just for your overall mindset? Has it put you in a place of confidence? Has it put you in a place of peace? What has that done for you?
1: Oh, gosh. That's a great question so much. So I would say, first of all, it gets me moved into acceptance, acceptance of being a human, not having to be perfect, because I really used to think that, and I can still, in a heartbeat, try to control some shit, and it has to be perfect in my way, but see, I don't have to do that today. I can screw up, and I love my imperfections. They make me me. I can look in the mirror today and be like, hmm, you know, I got a little extra weight on my belly and that's okay. I like that today because that's who I am. Or, oh, my nose is crooked, but it reminds me of that time this happened. And thank goodness it did because I ended up where I am today. Just really, gosh, acceptance of every situation, every situation that I might come across. Oh my goodness, I was what? maybe three years sober and all about working on me. And I got indicted on old charges. And so I had to go to jail three years sober. My dad called me. He was like, Hey, SB, you're in the newspaper. And I was like at Walmart getting dog food. And I was thinking, ha ha. I've been sober a little bit. I'm in the newspaper. Something good happened. He was like, no, it looks like you were indicted on some charges years ago. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> And, I mean, chills all over my body. What am I going to do? Thank God that that happened to me. It was one of the best experiences of my life. Go in sober, bring in a higher power and a guide of my understanding with me. Man, I saw old friends in there. I got to work some steps. I got to read and just lay there and work on myself on a whole different level that I had no idea. And, oh, my gosh that um, gratitude that came from that because you know I can get to a point sometimes if I get complacent in my recovery and I'm not doing too much work and I'm not uncomfortable then I might expect some things and I might complain about the food at a restaurant and I could just not be grateful for what is right in front of me and that heart of gratitude is where I want to be every day and just all the blessings that are around me noticing the colors of the trees noticing the squirrel that might poop on my sidewalk every day but he makes these little noises and he's gathering nuts and taking care of himself like those are the little things and those miracles that I can see every single day if I choose to take that path
0: we talk about on this podcast perspective is everything and what I hear you saying Sarah Beth in your responses and the way you communicate the gifts of your sobriety is your perspective has completely changed. Looking at so many things about you as gifts and looking at experiences that you have gone through as gifts and opportunities to learn more about you and yourself. I'm just in an awe. I'm like sitting here and I'm like, she's a freaking warrior. And for you to say it. And the other thing that I love about having this conversation with you, like you say it just so passionately and so almost lighthearted in a sense of like, this is what I get to do. It's like that passion mixed with lightheartedness and conviction all in the same melting pot. Because of sobriety, you are at this point on your journey where it's like, hey, like the promises say, I can look at the past and not wish to shut the door on it. I think that's so important. Like what you are saying about perspective and acceptance and gratitude. These are parts of sobriety that when we implement them, into our day-to-day lives, would you say that it makes life easier or does it make life, I would say, to appreciate it more?
1: Oh, my goodness, does it make life easier? Yes, 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 yes. You know, I think life is all about perspective and how you look at things. So if I choose to, I can be on my drive to work every day and complain about not being able to do this or not making enough money or not working so-and-so days or hours. But instead, if I stay grounded and I really stay present and wake up and I smile and I thank my higher power for waking me up and just being alive, like keeping it so simple, I have to keep things simple. I can complicate anything. And so usually on my drive to work almost every day, I am so grateful And I know I'm going to have a good day. I love where I work. I love who I work for. And I love that I get to sit here and watch people get better. I get to do that. And it's really, it's sort of crazy. You know, this wasn't my plan. I went to school. My education was for something totally different. When I came to an interview here, I didn't really want a job or need a job. I did it because I knew somebody and they're like, just go check this place out. And it's turned into, it's a piece of me, honestly. I look forward to coming to work and I look forward to going home. I get to go home. I get to be a mom and a wife. I get to be a friend. My life is packed full of pure love, honestly.
0: This is gold, SB. And I just want to say thank you for sharing a part of you. And so... When you think about this, right? Like, if you were to have a normal conversation, but I'm like, let's be real. Let's be like, we don't have normal conversations. Like, I don't even know what normal is. (laughs) But if you were to like have a conversation with somebody who is looking to get sober or is sober curious, what advice would you give them about trying sobriety because of what has happened for you? Like, what would you say to that person? Oh
1: my goodness! Just surrender. Like, really, that is my thought. Just surrender. Just let go. Oh, I was miserable. I was miserable, and I just wanted to do something different, and I didn't know what it was. And so I remember exactly what my addiction looked like coming in, and I'm really, really grateful of that because it keeps me humble. It keeps me grounded, and it keeps me being able to talk about it and relate to other people in that position and so really just surrender, like come around, and if you do, it's crazy, whatever recovery looks like for you, if you are not going to eat three cheeseburgers today, and tomorrow you might just eat a salad, oh my gosh, good for you, give yourself some grace, and be happy about it, you're doing something different, and just trust the people around you, And people say it in their rooms all the time, really look what people are saying, but watch their actions because I used to talk a lot. I can still talk a lot, but I'm pretty sure that my actions match up to my words. And so if somebody's grateful, watch them, see what they're doing at a meeting, see what they're doing at whatever treatment center they might be at. Are they um, picking up a piece of trash they saw on the path and not telling anybody about it? Because, you know, that's recovery for me. I want to do things and I don't want anybody to know it and I just want to be there to help people I want to be useful and so just stick around and get some of those relationships that's the biggest gift of sobriety I say the biggest everything's the biggest for me because my life is so different is all the relations that I have with other people I get to share vulnerably and true vulnerability yeah Um, (laughs) And with others and just real. I don't have to add sparkles and sunshine to anything. You know, if I'm having a shitty day, that's okay. Everyone has shitty days. And so I just get to be real and authentic and talk to people. And that's what I love to do.
0: Ah, Sarah Beth, there you have it, ladies and gents. And I can tell all of you guys, she is that person. Actions speak louder than words. And that's when you know that sobriety is working for you and not against you. And like, you're showing up and you're, and you're doing the deal, right? It's so good, Sarah Beth. Thank you so much for being on Monday State of Mind. Is there anything that you would like to say to our guests on how they can, whether it's find you on social media or if they want to get in touch with you, how can they get in touch with SB? Oh, wow.
1: Oh, I want to say one more thing. Can I say one more thing? I'll say 20 things. Because it's always about the addict, the alcoholic, the person that's really struggling. And luckily, where I work and things that I do, I get to come in lots of contact with the families of the problem person, whoever that might be. And one big thing that got me into recovery, and it got me into recovery a whole lot quicker than I think that I would have ever been, is when my family completely set boundaries and let go. And so, if you might be that mom or that dad, my dad was one of my biggest enablers in my addiction because he loved me so much. And when he finally locked those doors and set those boundaries and started getting healthy himself, that's when I decided I needed help. When he let go, then I started seeing a little light. And so, that's really important to spread because I see it so often. Families can love you to death or spouses or whatever it might be. So let go and take care of yourself. You can't take care of anybody else, especially in sickness or in health. You can't. It's impossible. So just work on you and focus on you and things, your perception changes. Things get better. Yeah, so that's my soapbox for the day.
0: Oh, you can have tons of soapbox. Don't worry, you guys. This will not be the last time you see SB on Monday, State of Mind. There you have another amazing human coming on this podcast to drop experience, strength, and hope about how the gifts of sobriety have been able to just elevate SB's state of mind to a whole new level. And so I want to go ahead and close and end this episode. Yes, we are ending this juicy episode by reminding you, that if you or someone you know is struggling with addiction, please call the Harmony Foundation at 866-686-7867. Recovery is a journey and Harmony gives you the map. We'll see you next week.